Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn in your Bibles with me to Psalm 103. There we are going to begin our exhortation this morning. Psalms 103, we read from verse 1 to 5. Such a joy to see everyone this morning. Amen. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. You know, when you read the psalm, you need to engage. When you read the scripture, engage in it. He said, all that is within me. Bless the Lord. You know, there are sometimes that some things within me don't feel like blessing the Lord. I don't know about you, but maybe that's just me. Sometimes some things within me is crying out, is in pain. Sometimes some things within me is, you know, it's not just together. But the Bible says that if I bless the Lord, if everything within me begins to bless the Lord, I get to the right answer. He said, oh, my soul, bless the Lord. He said, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefit this morning i want to just cast your mind back to some benefits of god and begin to thank him for those things all his benefits not just one or two but all his benefits now it now began to list just a few he says he forgives all your iniquities and my brothers and sisters some of us have got quite a bit of those iniquities we could pay for it ourselves but jesus christ paid for our iniquities. He said he heals all your diseases. He didn't say he healed in the past. He said he heals it. He did in the past. He's doing it right now. He will yet do it. So I thank him right now. I just don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But go ahead and thank God for healing your diseases. Just say Lord I thank you for this situation in my body. This situation in my mind. This situation in my life. Lord I thank you because you are my healer. I give you praise. He heals my diseases. He said he redeemed your life from destruction from destruction he delivers you amen he redeems my life from covid amen there are people that are situations that you have been written off in but said but god redeems your life from that kind of stuff he said he crowns you not with thorns he took the thorns. Hallelujah. He took the nails. <laughs> he took the cross, nailed to the cross. But the Bible said he now redeems me and he crowns me with loving kindness. Loving kindness and tender mercies. Come on somebody, put your hands together. Bless his name. Bless his name. Give him thanks. He satisfies my mouth with good things. Receive good things this morning. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Let your mouth testify of good things. Great things the Lord is doing. Great things he will yet do in your life. He said he satisfy my mouth with good things. So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Receive a renewal of hearts in the name of Jesus. Once again, Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you breathe. Over this word this morning, I ask you, Holy Spirit, help me. Lord, to minister your word with grace and power. Help us, Lord, to receive understanding in the things that you have prepared for us, that we may be all that you have called us to do. 
that we will rule and reign over circumstances of this life that has come to rule us. And Lord, that through our lives, your light will shine to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout a better amen, somebody. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we started a series which I titled The Thought Patterns of a Champion. And because of the Easter, we took a break from that series. Now, I'd like to complete that because of the importance of this series as it has to do with the prophetic word. It's nothing we do anywhere that is not linked to the word that we have received. The prophetic word that God gave to us in this house this year, that is our year of divine progress. That we are making progress. You are making progress. Amen. And so we want to look into that and continue now because that's been about four weeks ago. It would be nice for us to do a recap of that. We said thought process because we are not made up of a singular act. Our life is not just one act, one thing we did. It's because it's a lot of thoughts. It's a daily thought. Our life is made of a momentum of thoughts built up. Behavioral pattern. Which obviously now, when people see it, say, oh, that's how he's like. That's how she's like. Because of things which, how you think, how you put stuff together. We know that our salvation was a singular act. We gave our life to the Lord. We, we accepted Jesus Christ. But what makes us disciples of God is not one singular act. It's a daily decision. That makes us to become disciples of Jesus Christ. We take our cross on a daily basis and we follow him, right? Now, those are choices we make on a daily basis. We honor him on a daily basis. So it is those daily choices that we make that actually reflects the life of a champion. So we're looking into our thoughts. Now, because our thoughts are tangible, our thoughts are real, the more we relate to our invincible thoughts, the more they become more physical to us. Because everything we see, we told ourselves, started with thoughts. The human mind goes in the direction of its strongest lead. If I keep on focusing on something before long, that thing becomes what I'm drawn to. If I keep focusing on sin, my dear friends, then the life of sin is what I'll do. Or if I'm not given to that, then I'll live a life of guilt. Or if I'm not given to that, I'll live a life of I'm not worthy. I keep on repenting, repenting, repenting. But if I live a life of righteousness, if I focus on righteousness, if I focus on the love of God, then I'll live a life to please God. If I keep focusing on I don't have. How poor I am, I will be poor. So you are drawn in the, in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it said, do not be conformed. To this world. To be conformed means do not be shaped within it. Do not be molded by the world, you see. Do not keep on thinking, you know what? <clears throat> what is around me is all I can get. Do not be conformed to this world, but be trans. I can hear you. 
be transformed by the renewing. By the renewing of your mind. So our mind is supposed to be renewed. Ongoing renewal. Renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good. An acceptable will of God. I like the way you put it in NIV. So that you may be able to test and approve. In other words, it's not every thought that comes to you that you are meant to just take in. Your mind is renewed. You begin to test it. It is God. You begin to test and then you approve. What is the acceptable will of God? Some of that transition says that we may be able to design. So when thoughts come into you and I, we are meant to take them through a, a process. And this is why we are not just supposed to just believe we are what we are thinking. Amen. So we are supposed to understand that this mind could be really terrible sometimes. Thank God that there is no technology that shows what's going on in our mind. Because some of us have got some kind of weird stuff. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have some weird stuff. I said, thank God my wife can't see my mind. Only God. And I'm saving the hand of God. Some weird thoughts. So the Bible tells us that therefore, don't hook your life on your mind. He says to you and I, let this mind be in you also. What kind of mind? That was in Christ Jesus. So it's the mind of Christ. Amen. That we are supposed to, so we set our mind on the things that are above, not the things that are below here. Because our mind, my friends, has this way of either imprisoning us or setting us free. So it depends on which kind of mind you're giving to. So in this series, we told ourselves for ease of recollection, we're going to just make it C's, seven C's, that tells us the thought pattern of a champion. The first one we said is continuous thinking, continuous thoughts. That if you understand you are a champion, you are supposed to progress in your thinking. You're not meant to be in the same level of thoughts. You and I are not supposed to just stay in the same level. The same way you've been thinking. There is a way a child thinks. He said, when I was a child, I what? I spoke like a child. I understood like a child. I thought like a child. In other words, it's okay for a child to think in a particular way, to speak in a particular way. My friends, we are not supposed to live a life just like children. There is a way we are meant to grow out of that mindset. He said, but when I became a man, I put away childish stuff. There is a way uh, we used to think pre-COVID. Amen. We are not supposed to carry on that mindset. Now, we've been through the worst thing that hit us so far in our living history. We are meant to have a more matured mindset. So, if you still carry on a kind of way you used to think in the past, hang on with the same old issues, well, progress past that. There are some, you know, some, some issues some of us used to carry before now. You are meant to just go past that. So we told ourselves, continuous thought is important for the people who God will use. Everything God created, God created it naturally to move forward. Amen. That's why you don't have eyes on the back. So you can move forward. 
Your legs are designed, even though you can go back, but mostly they are designed to go forward. A child, a baby, looks forward to walking like daddy and mommy. Growth. We told ourselves the second C there was credible thoughts, which is really inventive thoughts, original thoughts. God expects us to be a people that have this capacity to change the things that we see, to change the narratives around us. You cannot go through life hoping to get lucky someday without developing yourself, improving yourself. You can't expect things just to just, you know, one day, hopefully, something will happen. God expects you and I to know that there is so much in you that God expected to change things around you. Amen. We are supposed to improve things around us. Champions, they don't leave things to hang over their career. They go to it. They challenge it. They move towards it. We are supposed to develop curious mind. We are supposed to ask questions of the things that are asking questions of our lives. You this thing, why are you here? How can I change this stuff? Tell yourself, you know, that's the kind of person you are. You're supposed to look at this situation and say, you know what? I'm sure I can get something better than this. There can be a better way to do this. And one of the good things about COVID is made all of us to think outside the box. It's made us to think about other ways of doing things in the midst of our limitations. It's made us to consider ideas. Because ideas rule the world. We do meetings on Zoom. Zoom's been around for a long time. Some of us never knew about it. Some of us never bothered about it. I never. But because somebody's idea was there, that idea ruled the world. People made millions from that. The thing about ideas is they occur to us at the oddest times. And ideas can vanish just the same way they came in. If we didn't take them serious, my wife has these weird ideas. When something occurs to her, the wrong times, she wants to tell me. I said, no, 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 no. My ear is blocked. I can't hear that now. You can't tell me things at the wrong time. Write it down. She won't write it down. She said, I've told you. No, you haven't told me. You have not told me. You're supposed to journal some ideas when they occur to you. Write them down so you don't miss them. Amen. Because they can come to you at the wrong places. Wrong times. So we told ourselves that the second thing, the credible thought, inventive thought. We had a look at a number of examples. In Second Kings, a woman, the notable woman, in chapter 4. She said, this man of God passes us every time. I perceive he's a man of God. Let's do something. You know the interesting thing in that story? The woman didn't have to go and buy a new land. She improved on what was already there. She brought out newness out of the old, just like in a few months' time, newness is going to come out of this building. Amen? Newness. Everything that you have. There can be new things coming out of it. New things can come out of that marriage that looks worn out, that looks tired, that looks impossible. Newness can come out of your career, out of your business, out of your relationship. It can come out of your life. 
You just have to understand God optimized to see these opportunities. And before I move on from that point, so for those of us who are doing some things, new things, or who are thinking about how else can we do things, when you do those things, always make it unique. Amen. Make it unique. Make the world to know, wow, we have never seen it like this. If I open up a restaurant, think about something new I can bring into it. If I'm cooking, think about something new I can use to package it. Do something that is special. If you are barbing here, whatever the thing you are doing, service you are providing, say to yourself, how else can we do these things? So as we were thinking about reconstructing Concord House, we are, I asked myself, what new things can we bring into this? And that's what you're going to get. New things out of the old. So think outside the box. Because I know you have it in you. You can do it. Amen. So as we look into the service today, the psalmist said, bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Now, the service makes us to understand that the change begins from within. So our thoughts see is constructive thoughts. We begin to construct from inside. We begin to construct from inside. Before you see any change out here. It has to start from within you first. Constructive thoughts. Constructive thinking is an amazing weapon against the onslaught of the enemy. It is an amazing weapon. The Bible tells us in Job chapter 22. Verse 29. He said, when men say there is a casting down, he said, you shall say there is a lifting up. That's English standard version. He said, you will say there is a lifting up. In other words, men may be saying something that is wrong, that is destructive, but you got to learn how to build it. There is so much bad news already out there. Don't join them. Don't be part of the mouthpiece of Satan. My dear friends, we have to understand that envisioning is the key to construction. You must envision something new. You can't change your world without envisioning something new. What is the vision you see about that your family? What, what do you see about your world? What do you see about your business, about your career, about your church? Thinking makes you to visualize. I see somebody in the name of Jesus receiving a greater capacity today in Jesus' name. As long as you are filled with negative thoughts, you will hinder your capacity for constructive thoughts. Your thoughts are the constructive bricks by which you build. Your thoughts, constructive bricks, God puts it together. These begin to join with that. And as we go on in the series, you see why it is a brick that is coming together. Because God will join your thoughts with other people's thoughts who are like-minded. When God appears to you in the night season, he will download ideas into you. So you see, our heart is that platform by which God writes. So this idea we pray that, you know, God do something new. God do, he doesn't come down to do anything new. He comes into your heart to drop an idea. All that is required of plants and animals. When God created them, it's for them to just to be fruitful, to multiply. So animals do that. But what is required of you is to change, to transform. 
Animals adapt to their surroundings. But you are meant to conquer your surroundings. Amen. You are meant to tend the garden. You are meant to change the shape of the garden. Change the look of the garden. That's why you can be in the polar region and you turn it into a very hot place. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? But animals will have to learn how to just be cold in a cold weather. They have to, they have to adapt to that weather. But you don't just adapt, you conquer. I pray in the name of Jesus, everything that has limited your ability to take over, to conquer, you are breaking those things today in the name of Jesus. You will blossom on all sides. In Jesus' mighty name. I was speaking to one of our counselors the other day. And the man was talking about how he always feels challenged when he comes around. And I was thinking inside me, he has not even seen anything. This is some of the programs you guys do. I don't see that in the borough. I said, you have not even seen anything yet. People should know you at work to be somebody who is a solution. You bring solution to the table. That's what you should be. Not just the one who sits throughout the meeting. You have nothing to contribute. You should sit up at, at home, sit up and think about this project. How can I get back to work tomorrow with a unique idea? Not just, okay, John, do you have anything to say? Oh, nothing. Uh, Jerry has said everything. everything you are, every time you are endorsing what somebody else is saying. There is a unique grace on your life. It's time to begin to bring it out. You should be so much useful. So much an asset to whoever works with you that they know that we can't lose you for anything at, at all. There is no limit to the creative life that flows in you. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27, it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to what? To the devil. I love that verse 27. Do not give place to the devil. In other words, don't say to yourself, well, I have left this space to manage the anger that I'm dealing with. I know we don't say it like that, but what we say really is, I'm not happy with her. I'm not happy with him. So, we keep space to manage that anger. To manage that, that bitterness. We keep it within us. Now, friends, as long as you are keeping stuff in that little space, you thought it's a little space. The devil doesn't take a little space. Because you gave it a little space, but what the devil does is, the devil begins to spread it. He begins to take it further. He doesn't stop in a little place. He wants to take it more and more. The devil does not take a little space. When you give it a foothold, he begins to take the whole load. Amen. So many people, it's not even them that are angry. It's they don't even have the issue with the person, but they are like an external drive. So somebody who is a friend of somebody, say, you know what, I'm not happy with her. They say, hey, you're not happy with that. They, do not, they refuse to be happy. So they now carry the luggage of another person. And so rather than God using them, they, they have become, that disc has become infected. Today, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood of Jesus, you will cleanse the hard disk. In Jesus' mighty name, you will cleanse the hard disk because God wants your heart to be free. He says that do not give place 
to the devil every bitterness, every jealousy, every wrath, everything that does not allow the free flow of God in your life. We cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus. We remove that. We, 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 we yank it out in Jesus' name. You know, young people, you must understand this. You know, the idea of social media and it's got into some people said, and because somebody is not a friend to somebody, somebody is, you know, they, they are defriended or whatever it is they call it online. And they begin to get really mad. He's not my friend. I thought they was. I thought they were my friend. You know they're not talking to me. I know that. Listen to me. That if this person is not talking to you, many other people are talking to you. Why are you hung up on one person who is not talking to you? My dear friend, you have no time for that. You can't change the world if you are carrying bitterness all over the place. You cannot see the hand of God. God's word cannot flow into you. If that's the level which you are in, there is so much to do. So much to do. Stop hanging on things that are not working. More things are working for you. Negative thoughts. My friend, when they occur in anybody's mind, it's not really the problem that negative thought has occurred. The real problem is because you have kept it. Because like I told us, ideas that are negative can occur to anybody's mind. But it's just like the birds can flow, but you don't have to allow it to make a nest on you. Amen. You have to understand if it comes, that's not the sin. When it comes and you have entertained it and you have taken it on and it's sitting in there, that's when the problem becomes. Now, guess what? It is more emotionally expensive for you to manage anger, to manage unforgiveness than to have forgiveness. Are you listening to this now? It takes you a lot more to keep it, to keep it when you see that person you can't smile. When you see that person you want to go away. You want to go out. You want to stay out of fellowship. You want to stay out. You know what? Because you are dealing with unforgiveness but if you just learn to let it go you will be amazed how God will restore health to you. How God will restore life back to you because you let it go and then the ideas of God can come back to you and God can speak freely to you. You can be productive again. That's where God wants you to be. Champions, my dear friends. This is how they think they realize we got to have a win-win situation. The Bible tells us there is no room to carry on anger from one day to another day. In Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22, it says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are what? New every morning. Great is his faithfulness. May you receive the newness of God, the love of God, the mercies of God. May you apply that in your relationship. Listen to me. I know what they did to you may be heavy, may be offensive, may be really hard on you. It may be hard for you to, to get over it, but it is possible for you to get by it. Are you listening to me now? You may not be able to forget it, but you can get past it. You can forgive yourself by faith. Forgive them by faith. You can move past that situation in your life and once again become useful to yourself. And God will say, you know, that's, have you found my son? Have you found my servant? You know, I'm going to use her. I'm going to use him. We are new people. He kept us alive for a reason. For a reason. And that's wrong with God. The psalmist said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. When he said everything within me, my dear friends, he didn't forget about Saul. He knew there are things that Saul did. But he didn't count that. Because he knew if, if, if God wanted Saul to have killed him, he would have been dead. But he survived the arrows. He survived the traps. He survived the moments that he was entrapped and there was almost no way. But God made a way of escape. It's like I was reading the book of Numbers 
or we are like we are reading. And you know, I thought about in chapter 33, when God now began to show them the places they have been. In chapter 33, God said, and they come from here, and they move from here, and they move to there. Do you know he counted all the places they stayed, but God did not count all the places they rebelled. He didn't talk about their rebelling. He didn't talk about the moments where they could have lost it. God does not remember all your errors. Hallelujah. He doesn't count it. God wants you to move forward to the destiny, to the promised land. That's where he's taking you to. Listen to me. That marriage, you may have had a difficult past. You may have had moments of unfaithfulness. That's in the past. That's in the past. You can't do anything about the past now. You survived it. Move forward by the grace of God. You've been healed. Let God heal your heart. You can't keep on holding on to the past. You can't keep on hanging out on each other's head. You have to understand it's painful. It was painful for Jesus Christ on the cross. And yet he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not. Until you and I have learned, my dear friends, to... To let go, we can't not allow. I mean, it will be hard for, for the grace for constructive thoughts. You say, No, 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 me, I can't build with you. And that's how you now find husband and wife begin to have different agendas. Different agendas. They'll be hiding from each other under the same roof. Listen, this is important. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 21. It says, But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor, and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, which is dishonor, then he will be a vessel for honor. May you be a vessel for honor. In the name of Jesus, may you be sanctified and be useful for the master's sake. May you be prepared for every good work. God is saying to us that there are things in our lives that hinders us. And we need to cleanse those things so that we can be constructive, so that we can be useful. That's what God wants. That's how he wants it. Don't give up. Don't let life cancel you out. There is much more, much, much more to your life than the things that have happened in the past. Amen. There's much more. I am excited. I see much more happening to us as a ministry than anything that's happened in the past 24 years. Hallelujah. I see much more impact to the world. You have to believe that you were born to achieve something great. You must believe it. That my life counts for something. My life must be able to touch a generation. You must see yourself as part of a winning team. Listen. The thing about being a champion is the champion is that guy who has been counted out many times <laughs> in the preceding rounds. But he refused to hear the whistle of the referee. You made it to the end not because you didn't have challenges. You won not because you didn't have problems. We made it. You know, when people say we're celebrating uh, 20 years anniversary, 40 years anniversary, 50 years anniversary, you're you like two years anniversary and you are struggling. I don't think they had the kind of problems we are having. No, they had wars. They had wars. They just refused to listen to the whistle of the referee. That was saying, one, two, three. I'm going to count you out. They just put their hands up. Even though they are struggling, they are still marching on. You will march on in the name of Jesus. You will make it in the name of Jesus. God will touch your life. It will seem like a different story. 
it will seem like a different story. They have heard about you in the past. They are about to see a new you. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out of this. You are rising up in grace. You are rising up in power. I see a new you coming out in the mighty name of Jesus. I wish I could carry on, but I have to stop here. He said, the Bible says in Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3, he said, sing, oh Barrett. You are about to sing a new song. You are about to sing a new song. He said they knew you as a baron, but you are singing. He said you have not born, but you are breaking forth into singing. I see a song coming out of your mouth, a song coming out of your house in the name of Jesus. He said you have not labored for child, but there are more children to the desolate. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, don't count the years of waste. God is changing your story. Your place of mistake is going to become your place of miracle. In the name of Jesus, receive a shift in the spirit. Receive the power to rise in the name of Jesus. God has not brought you this far to fail you. He has not brought you this far to fail you. You will not fail. You will not fail. You will not falter in the name of Jesus. The grounds you have lost, you are going to regain it. You are regaining it in the name of Jesus. I say you are regaining it in the name of Jesus. Stop looking at your age. Don't you know how old I am? Don't you know how what has happened? God did not forget you. He knows you. He knows your state. He knows your situation. God is changing something. You are becoming constructive in your thinking. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive grace. In the midst of this famine, begin to prosper begin to prosper. Receive your bumper harvest. Receive your bumper harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. Come and begin to celebrate. Give him praise in the house. Worship him in the house. Worship him in the house. Bless him in the house. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero, or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.